what are we to do about gun violence? In the wake of a mass shooting, there is somewhat greater support for doing something. And the specifics of what that is, nobody can seem to really agree on. Now, the gunman was inside the school for one hour and 17 minutes. As Uvalde police look more and more culpable of blame, this tragedy is being politicized, even in Canada. Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau is making headlines for legislation that would put a national freeze on handgun purchases. A national freeze on handgun ownership. It will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. We cannot let the guns debate become so polarized that nothing gets done. I find it ironic uh, in the United States, th this idea of freedom is associated with bearing a gun. While the media focus seems to be on guns, NRA, and corrupt Republicans, let's put this into perspective. Uvalde police gave Salvador Ramos over an hour to perform his will by focusing only on detaining parents and blocking border patrol. Serious questions about how long it took for law enforcement to respond and take out the gunman. Local police are drawing scrutiny for waiting to barge into the classroom and kill the gunman. The police were out in the hallway for more than an hour. It's not just about police who stood back and did nothing. Border Patrol team who ultimately killed the shooter were blocked from entering the school by Uvalde police for nearly an hour. Now they're saying they, they thought the children were at risk and so they didn't want to risk it by storming in or something like that. Something is wrong here. There's now footage revealing that Texas police knew children were alive in the classroom where gunman Salvador Ramos opened fire last week. The school district police chief, Peter Arredondo, delayed 19 officers from rushing in during the deadly rampage. A first responder unwilling to place the lives of the innocent above their own safety should consider another career field. You don't wait, you go in. Arredondo is no longer cooperating with the investigation into his actions. Not surprising there. Could you imagine if that had been a room full of Congress people or billionaires? Does anybody think they would have waited an hour to no. go into that room? No, no. Can you imagine that? We've I mean, learned that's... that there's a there's a potential that one of the Uvalde cops shot one of the kids uh, live over the police radio. That got picked up on someone recording it. Oh no, they shot a kid, and so they wouldn't say they. They would say he. Public demands more information about what happened and why. It seems almost the primary human need when senseless acts of violence happen to children to find an object of blame. But you'll notice that the spotlight is never on the architects of media narratives or transnational economic interests. No, it's always your neighbor, the one that watches that other news channel. That's where the evil must lie. And as we slip into this left-right trap, we begin obeying or revolting against the symbol at the bottom of the screen first. The only solution is Christ Jesus and being able and to And listen to the message only once we've chosen a side. Uh, it just shows you why you see so much chaos in our streets. I want a solution, even if it's small, even if it's incremental, even if it's just a little bit of something that may have stopped this or a future shooting, I think it's worth doing. We need to get to the root issue. 
right? What's the root issue? Root issue is uh, lack of opportunities. You've got a lot of young people who don't have parental help. This isn't inevitable. These kids weren't unlucky. This only happens in this country. We have all these Democrat senators saying, only in America does this happen. I have stacks of articles of over 150,000 killed in Mexico in just the last decade, where they have no guns for the citizens. I have stacks of articles of higher crime rates and more people being shot and killed in Venezuela, and they have a total gun ban. I wrote this thing once that it said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem, and that's what it is. And I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. Freedoms lost are rarely regained. I think that it is very scary for politicians to take a stand on gun control because if you take a heavy stance, you're losing 50% of the people that you want to vote for you. 88% of all Americans support background checks. 67% of all Americans support an assault weapons ban. 84% of Americans support laws that would help prevent firearm sales to people reported as dangerous by law enforcement or mental health providers. Should people with mental illness have such easy access to firearms? Then again, who gets to determine who's mentally ill? The government? 40 people were shot over this Memorial Day weekend. Something that of course should have major headline news everywhere. And now, the story of Angelique Gomez, a mother of two students at Robb Elementary who got her boys out of the school while the shooter was firing, despite being stopped and handcuffed by Uvalde police. They were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there and like I told one of the officers, I don't need you to protect me, get away from me, I don't need your protection. If anything, I need you to go in there with me to go protect my kids. He immediately put me in cuffs. After Uvalde police officers told marshals to uncuff Gomez, she ran towards a school. Once she was assured her son was okay, Gomez ran to get her other child, encountering more officers who tried to stop her. There's a guy inside of a school with a gun shooting kids, and they're outside tasing parents. When I went to my son, my second son's door, the teacher didn't want to open the door for me. So that's when they started um, escorting me out. And as I, as I see that they're opening my son's door, I go run for my son and I get him. With both of her kids out safe, Gomez still can't shake the thought of those who didn't make it. While you were inside the school, did you see officers there inside the school? There was not one officer inside the school when I ran to my second son's class. There was not one officer. And you were hearing gunshots, so you knew you that could hear the it gunshots. was an active shooter. It was still active. When you heard that it took law enforcement 75 minutes before they went in and stopped the shooter, what was your thinking, having been inside the school yourself? I don't know. I was just thinking that they could have saved many more lives. They could have gone into that classroom and they could have done something. Done something. She's on probation for some charges from uh, about a decade ago and that she received a call from someone in law enforcement telling her that if she keeps talking to media or if she you know, keeps sharing her story, uh, that she might face some kind of violation for obstruction of justice. So she was holding back from sharing her story until now because a judge told her that she was brave and that uh, her, her probation would be shortened. So that gave her the courage to talk to us.
Many errors in the official story are coming to light about the official timeline, how police claim they believed it was not an active shooter scenario, even though children from inside the school were calling and contradicting that intel. A teacher was blamed for propping open the door when instead the shooter got inside through an unlocked door. As desperate as all this seems, not all stories involving guns are purely tragic. In fact, this Memorial Day weekend in Charleston, West Virginia, a man who brought an assault rifle to somebody else's graduation party was killed by a woman with a legally owned handgun. The only casualty was the would-be mass shooter. Charleston police say it all started when this man, 37-year-old Dennis Butler, armed with an AR-15 style rifle, started shooting at the crowd. Police say a woman then pulled out her pistol, shot him, and killed him. This lady was carrying a lawful firearm, okay, a law-abiding citizen who stopped the threat of probably 20 to 30 people getting killed. Court records show Butler had been convicted of two felonies in the past, meaning he should have never had a gun to begin with. The hatred that visited this community it's a paradox. Without guns, this man wouldn't have had a gun to kill with. However, he may have still attempted murder. And without guns, this woman may have been powerless against that aggressor. Yet, does this one victory for the Second Amendment truly justify all other gun-related violence. Milwaukee, times. four times. Brookshire, Texas, Springfield, Detroit, Ohio, Tuscaloosa, Springs, Florida, Clarkson, Chicago, Georgia, nine Lexington, times. Kentucky, St. Louis, Garland, Texas, twice. Indianapolis, San Antonio, well. four times. Six Phoenix, times. twice. Philadelphia, Birmingham, five times. Myrtle Beach, Lafayette, Indiana. Enough! It's enough! Enough is enough! Enough is enough! Enough is enough! enough. So when the dust is still settling from a recent gun massacre at an elementary school, gun control advocates focus on the present horror for emotional appeal and political narrative. And the opponents focus on shifting blame to any other aspect of society and always fall back on that age-old conundrum. If we give up our guns, history will do to us what it has done to all those unfortunate people that endured extermination by the millions and subjugation by a power-hungry elite that just took the people's guns. It's not conspiracy theory. It's textbook history. We don't even try to hide it. But those on the left may say, it would never happen here, not to us. Don't be so paranoid. And those on the right may reply, can't you see? It's already happening here. Where do you think this post-2020 train is taking us? Your lack of historical wisdom and your faith in our current government may doom us to a new dark age. The left has hope that there's a more beautiful world possible, and it doesn't need the unholy gun for protection. Perhaps they're correct. Perhaps they're also a bit naive of the human potential for wickedness. And the right has a fear that a more beautiful world does not simply emerge spontaneously and uniformed. It's earned through blood and sacrifice. Perhaps they're correct, and perhaps they're naive of human potential for goodness. Either way, the cultural symbol of a gun is more than a deadly implement. 
It's a reminder of how we've arrived at the world that we've inherited today. We didn't get here peacefully, nor should we drive into the future using only our rearview mirrors. This is the paradox. The gun is a symbol of power, perhaps a crude, emotionally charged one. But when the people give up their guns, the guns don't go away. It just turns into an elite monopoly on guns. The political right can't seem to understand how the left can be so cavalier with such a move as disarming the people. And perhaps the entire left is not advocating for removing all the guns, just stricter gun control. So if all this jockeying between the left and the right is making you dizzy, I'll end it with this. The right wing and the left wing are seen more clearly by those who understand both wings give flight to the same bird. Those who focus on the wings alone and not the transnational bird hungry for your obedience are quick to see their fellow neighbors as the problem, rather than the elite few who spun the narrative to focus on the evil taxpayers rather than the top 1% of the economic ladder who decide what your tax dollars support which, by the way, historically involves guns used on foreigners in theaters of conflict created by transnational elite interests. Gun control is not an easy debate to have, especially when those children in those pictures will never get any older. Where do we place the focus? Is it the gun? Is it our sick society? I believe we can arrive at a world without guns on the street sooner than we think, but only when power begins the trend that we've never seen in recorded history except for select tribes and fables of ancient Ukraine. Go check out my ancient Ukraine video. Power that congregates in fewer and fewer hands always seems to make the problem of violence out to be the 99% of people with the least means to organize and get things done. And the solution is always made out to be more obedience to the already powerful. And like clockwork, just enough group thinkers fall for this chess move every time, and those that don't are rounded up and exterminated. If you don't know what's happening to the Uyghur Muslims in Chinese concentration camps right now, congratulations. You're a group thinker. Relax and enjoy that train ride. To everyone else, if you want your power back, start using your voice to build bridges between the people in the left-right trap. Show examples of how the heart speaks when it knows its worth. That's power. Use your voice and let's steer that train to paradise.